OSHA's June 1st deadline for chemical labeling has come and gone. Still, questions remain about the new hazard communication standard requirements for labels. Two OSHA experts answer seven HASCOM label questions next. Hi there, I'm Dan Clark of the Safety Brief Tackling Health and Safety Hazards in today's demanding industrial and construction work sites, a service of Creative Safety Supply. Go to creativesafetysupply.com and use coupon code BIG10 to save yourself 10%. OSHA has a new hazard communication standard. Directive 0202079. It's aligned with GHS, the globally harmonized system. Chemical labeling needs to follow this new HASCOM label standard as of June 1st of this year, but many are still confused. OSHA, on September 9th, hosted a webinar with their experts to answer questions. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Webinar highlights included seven questions with OSHA HASCOM label experts Sven Rudman and Lana Nieves. Number one, Sven, what are the HASCOM label requirements for refillable containers? Well, for those that are refillable... It may be considered secondary container labeling, and we could use workplace labeling for that. But if this contents of this refillable container came from a larger one and is being used by the individual who transported for their immediate use, then that portable container does not need to be labeled. Number two, Lana, what info has to be included on workplace labels? Some companies use NFPA labeling, but have found that recent safety data sheets don't provide NFPA information. Workplace labelings pretty much follow F1 or else. They can use the product identifier, words, pictures, or symbols, or a combination of those, unless they fall under F7 or F8, which is placards under F8, and then F7 is immediate containers. However, we don't have jurisdiction over NFPA, so we can't really enforce that on our SDSs. That would be out of our jurisdiction. Number three, if the original container has a pictogram on it, does the same pictogram need to be on the secondary container label? Yes, but that pictogram on a secondary container does not need to have a red border. It can be a black border for the pictogram. Number four, can you take a picture of the label on the original container, print it, and use that as a label for secondary containers? Yes, as long as they can't be defaced or take fall off or come off and it's sent it to a secondary container, we would, I would consider it an immediate container and they're going to use it immediately. Number five, Sven, is a HASCOM label required for bulk shipping containers? Under the HAZ communication standard, the label requirements are dependent on, is it a stationary, is it an in-house transport type container? Depending on where it's at in the shipping mode, I guess you could say, it could be actually DOT may have jurisdiction versus has communication. But I will refer to the compliance directive, specific on pages 48 and 49 of the compliance directive, labeling those types of containers. Number six. Will using HMIS labels for secondary containers after the June 1st, 2016 deadline still be in compliance with the standard? If it's used as supplementary information, then it can be in compliance as long as it has the HCS 2012 information. And number seven, please give us the workplace labeling requirements for secondary containers, such as spray bottles. Also, does the hazard communication standard cover consumer items in the workplace? If a consumer product is used in the manner that one would normally use it in our home, then that product is not covered. Those types of spray bottles that you may buy at a 
hardware store, things of this nature, are going to be labeled in compliance with the Consumer Product Safety Commission. So there will be no responsibility to providing the labeling of that information. However, if it's being used in a fashion above and beyond a normal consumer, and you transfer that to a secondary container, then we would look at having workplace labeling on that secondary container. Workers are properly trained, and that safety data sheets are available. Okay, important answers to a few chemical labeling questions. That's all for this episode, 7 Hascom Label Questions for OSHA. Come back for more ways to stay safety compliant in today's ever-changing landscape of safety requirements. I'm Dan Clark of The Safety Brief, a service of Creative Safety Supply. Save 10% off your entire order at creativesafetysupply.com with coupon code BIG10.